and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson. I'm a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we are talking to Laura Roeder. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thanks. I'm excited because we have a special guest today. We do. So why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about our guest, Laura? You betcha. So Laura Roeder is the founder of Meet Edgar, a social media application that provides an effective way of scheduling and organizing content to automate publishing. She has been a speaker, a featured speaker at South by Southwest and the White House, and writes about independent entrepreneurship for Forbes, Inc., and Fast Company. Wow. Welcome, Laura. I think it's a real feather in your cap to add a guest on getting to good enough to that list. I am modifying my bio (laughs) as we speak. That's a fabulous bio. (laughs) Well, we're so glad to have you with us today. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Great. Well, to start, we have to know, do you consider yourself a perfectionist or are you naturally good at good enough? I think I'm naturally good at it. I think I'm a, I'm a Janine. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Are there any areas where you think that's any different, where you tend more towards perfectionism? Or is that just sort of an across the board you know how to get to good enough and and hang out in that space? That's an interesting question. I mean, I think um, the things that I have a lot of background and knowledge in, so for me, that's marketing and online marketing in particular. That's kind of my background and where I came from. It's definitely easier for me to overthink those things. So... I, I tend not to have that habit of, uh, you know, not releasing something. That's not really how it plays out for me, but maybe more getting into those like thought spirals of, you know, this isn't working and we shouldn't have done it differently and thinking about a hundred different ways that it could be different when maybe that's not so useful. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting because I expected you to say the opposite, that um, the things that you know more about you're, are easier to be good enough at. No, because I think for me, I can kind of like fixate on those things, especially now because I don't do the marketing for our company anymore. So it's especially when you're not doing it. Well, you know how it is like your own stuff is perfect and everybody else's stuff. Why didn't they do, (laughs) you know, this or that? So it's very easy for me to like look at a, you know, landing page our marketing team created and think, you know, why didn't they do it this way or that way? Or why didn't they put this or that in? So I'm smart enough not to um, express that. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, stop all progress at my company. Yeah. Um, But I think I have those thoughts more for those things, whereas something like 
um, you know, our finances, which is just like, I have no interest in doing it. I'm so glad that there's humans that are great at it. You know, I look at it because I have to, I don't love it. I'm never like looking at our spreadsheets being like, why didn't she organize it this way? I'm just like, oh, thank right. God she did it. <laughs> Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I and I feel like I can absolutely relate to what you're saying, Laura. This is Janine. I, I also have team members. And just yesterday, we were working in a basement, and I was upstairs at the end of the session, and I just went down at the end to sort of take after pictures and see how everything shook out. And the labels on the um, bins were not how I would have made them. <laughs> and it was like, um, I, I just said it's good enough I mean I really yeah. totally channeled our podcast yeah but because um, I too was smart enough to know that that would not be a beneficial thing uh, to try to address at that time right your um, team has worked so hard and then you're like why didn't why don't the labels look like this they're like right. oh yeah, god exactly. look at everything else <laughs> right yeah it's <laughs> yeah, interesting well, so Yeah, that's a really good question, though. So how do you deal with, since you work with a good-sized team, don't you have about two dozen people or so with Meet Edgar now? Uh, Smaller than that, we have about 15. Oh, 15, okay. And so um, how do you deal with everyone's different perceptions of what's good enough or, you know, are you dealing with anyone who's a perfectionist and maybe that's sort of holding them back or... Yeah, I think it's definitely something that we battle as a company. I mean, in software, there's always a problem of wanting to keep making things better and better before you release them. And there's a term in software also called scope creep, you know, that applies to any oh, right. any industry where it's like you started out wanting to do this and then before you know it, it's become this really complicated thing. And um, yeah, I think especially in our product and our development process, because it's hard, right? Because nothing is ever done. Everything could always be improved. If not the functionality, uh, then how, you know, it looks or how it's presented to the user. So I think we, we're always trying to keep ourselves in check of like, we just need to release this, the good enough version. We actually, we just had a big feature release. We just added um, Instagram which is really exciting. It's something our customers have wanted for a long time. And something that was hard there to work with Instagram, you have to have a mobile app. Um, And we didn't have a mobile app before, but we knew that if we built out a fully functional mobile app, then it would be another year, right, before that went live. So we're like, okay, we have to do a mobile app, but we really need it to be just for Instagram. But then, you know, it's like, well, but we're already building this. Might as well let people do that too. And it just (laughs) honestly was really hard to decide when to cut it off. Yeah. Right. That seems, yeah, because I could totally see how you would want to, add all of this other stuff in um but then you know you have uh the real factors of time and energy and money and and what you can focus on right now to Mm. to get where you want to go plus the urgency of your customers asking for instagram i could i can imagine that that was very important to get exactly going exactly yeah our customers wanted this asap it's hard because of course our customers would also prefer everything be in the app right like of course any anything that you can do on desktop you would prefer if you can do that uh in the mobile app so it's like you know that once you release it you are going to get all this feedback all these requests um 
so yeah, it's like finding that balance of delivering people a, yeah, truly good enough experience. It's like, okay, you want an Instagram, so we're delivering you Instagram. The other things you want are on the list for now. But yeah, we don't have an unlimited budget. And I mean, even companies that do, it's always interesting to me being in the software world because we've all had that experience of using pieces of software with huge teams you know we've all used like spotify or something like that and you're like they this thing is still busted like i still can't add my playlist (laughs) from that menu like what are they what are they doing all day you know and it's it's it just shows it's not even necessarily about resources you can have tons and tons of resources but but still not create you know solve all the problems immediately I um I was an early subscriber to Edgar and uh, I know that you launched a great thing and then you kept improving it like mm-hmm. you kept rolling out new features and new um, ways to do things and um, I remember thinking uh, gosh it's it's interesting to me that um, you knew when it was okay to launch it like mm. and then that now is the time to launch and then we'll just keep adding these things and and i'm wondering how how do you even figure that out i mean uh when you have that long list like you do with your use with your going mobile app um how do you know when it's ready to that good enough to to launch yeah i mean so i think you always have to recognize the the space that you're in right and i think probably most people listening to this podcast are in an industry that maybe like maybe they're not heart surgeons you know like maybe we got a few heart surgeons listening (laughs) but I think most people are not and you you have to be real about that right because for us you know we're sending out people's social media updates so if we screw that up it sucks for a customer. Don't get me wrong, right? Obviously, we try not to screw that up. We try to send the update that you wanted to send at the right time. But if we miss an update or like something, you know, doesn't go out at the right time or whatever, it also is not a life and death situation for our customer. You know, right. it's like their no business. No one's going to die from a missed update. Right, right. It's and not even the Hawaii emergency <laughs> the, uh, defense system. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you are a, yeah, you know, for you guys, if you're a life coach or a professional organizer and you like put in a system where you like showed up an hour late for a call one time, I mean, you don't want to, you know, obviously that's not the experience you want to give to your client, but it also like, it's okay at the end of the day. And I think that's what we all have to remember, you know, releasing a feature when, yeah, it's not perfect exactly as you want it or saying, yeah, okay, we're done with this home organizing product even though project, even though I really want to label all the drawers and I only got to (laughs) label some of them. It's like you have to look at what a what a what a huge positive impact you have by getting the thing done for your client or customer right like being able to use edgar has such a great positive impact on our customers lives if we're not able to give them that because we're holding up features like you said instagram's a great example because like people really want an instagram right now so i might think i'm doing people some sort of service by making the feature better but actually i'm robbing them of that experience at all by not giving them the good enough version right Uh, I love that. That's great insight. Yeah, that's super useful to remember that idea of, um, you know, if you don't finish 
at whatever level, then you don't get the benefit. And we did it. We actually did a whole episode on the thrill of done and mm-hmm. how it's so common with perfectionism to not finish things because you feel like you're not going to get them right or you're mm-hmm. not going to get them to the level that you want to get them to. Um, or that you don't create opportunities to feel done for now, which is really what you're doing with Edgar is that it's done for now right. when you release it. And then, you know, because you're continually iterating and improving, but it's done for now. Yeah, and I think what a stressful experience to create for yourself to never feel done, right? Because I think we all need those little wins along the way. And so if you are constantly viewing all your work as never done, I think your work just might become this negative experience where you you never get those wins. Welcome to the life of a perfectionist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's really bad. And like, you know, like I said at the beginning, I'm a recovering perfectionist, but I've definitely been in those situations, whether it's, you know, sort of a a maintenance ongoing thing that that's never really finished, but I don't uh, create spaces where I feel finished for now, or it's a big project that is going to take some time to finish. It doesn't feel um, like I'd, it, it was my habit, and I've had clients like this too, where you don't get to sort of um, celebrate the interim goals mm-hmm. um, and to, until you are finished with the whole thing. Yeah. Which is sort of sad when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. We just talked about that last week, didn't we, Shannon, in our in feeling satisfied. I mean it was that's part one of the themes in that episode where we can uh, feel satisfied with good enough at the moment and um, before we move on to making it even better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm curious we about um the people you work with, do you ever have people who tend more towards perfectionism? And I'm just thinking that it could even be with um, the with your users, with your clients that um, use Edgar if they're if the troubles they have or you know the reasons they might call for support are from perfectionistic things, um, or if you know, anyone on your team tends towards perfectionism. How do you deal with that? It's an interesting question because it actually is um, a huge problem with our customers because of the nature of our software. So something that's a little different about Edgar than other social media tools is you you need to load up a certain amount of content in your library because that's kind of the whole idea is that you get this great library and then you, well, the tool does it for you, automatically repurposes that content where other tools are just kind of one in, one out. You write a status update, the tool sends it, and then you start from scratch every time. So Edgar right. does require some more initial work. I mean, it can be really easy. You can just, you know, import your feed from your blog automatically and that can be it. But because it does require that initial work, I mean, that is a hurdle that we're constantly dealing with as a company con- convincing people that they've done enough to make Edgar oh, go live. Right. That's something we see all the time. People are like, well, I'm still like, I'm still kind of fiddling with my library. I'm still working on my library so they haven't let Edgar send out their status updates for them obviously they don't find as much value in the tool if 
<laughs> you know, he's not if, actually if working. they're not using it. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, so yeah, like we've tackled that in different ways by trying to be clear with people you know, this is how many pieces of content you need. So that's actually something we're working on building now, showing it really clearly in the app. Like, okay, you have 20 pieces of content, hit go. It, it's good, mm-hmm. you know, hit hit go right now. And I think in the past we were like, oh, well, we don't, you know, people use Edgar in all different ways. We don't want to be too prescriptive or like tell them exactly what to do. But we found that people just love being told exactly what to do. <laughs> it's like, it's such a relief, you know, which I think it's like in our businesses, we can overthink things. Like I want to give people like 10 different options for packages, but as a consumer, it's like such a relief when someone's just like, here's exactly what you eat. Here's exactly what to do for your exercise routine. Like here's here's the spreadsheet to use for your P&L. Don't figure it out. Like just use this spreadsheet. We're all just like, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I love going to exercise classes for that reason or to yoga classes mm. and stuff. I just, I want to go. I don't want to have to think about it. And right. I want someone to tell me what to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am the same way. Just like, I will listen and I will just do what you're doing and not think about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that um, uh, by giving those parameters, it, it really it help well it helps if someone tends towards perfectionism it helps them know that they are quote unquote getting it right mm-hmm. and um, if they if someone is already good at good enough then you know then they just know like oh I can just do this and I don't have to think about it and we can all move on yeah and people can always choose you know to do something different than we're saying. Um, but yeah, another thing we have built into Edgar is you put all your status updates into categories. And so we have suggested default categories. You know, when you first load up the app, we have, right. you know, your own blog posts, other people's content, like promotional content. And the vast majority of people just use our default categories, which we didn't really know what to expect. And of course, we had a lot of like, oh, are these the right categories? And are these going to be useful for people? And like, (laughs) you know, we need to find out their industry and create custom categories. And we found like that we really don't need to do all that. People are just, they're very happy to have the suggestions. And it just makes their life a lot easier to just slot their stuff into the suggestions. And yeah, you if you want to create different stuff, you can, but most people don't. That's fascinating. Uh, people are very interesting aren't they and the way they defy our expectations are in, is interesting as well and you also like something that I've learned is you have to look at what people say versus what they do because we'll find that people will ask for things that sound good that like they never actually use um and this is actually something we've struggled a lot with with the um analytics component of the software is people ask for like a lot of uh, really detailed data about how their social media is performing. They're like, we wish you had, you know, this view and this analysis. And from day one, we found that the the whole analytics section, uh, no, we've done it different ways, but like it is by far like the least used part of the software. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people never look at the r- reports that they're given in any way, but like they feel like they should. They have this idea like, oh, someday I'm going to have, you know, all this time to analyze my social media and its performance. So I want this and that. And like that is a delicate balance for us because we do want to give people 
what they want slash think they want you know what i mean like (laughs) right just because they don't look at it isn't even necessarily a bad reason like maybe you know like sometimes you just want the peace of mind to know that it's there and i could totally understand that but it is a struggle how much resources do we devote to this thing that people are asking for and they like to have but we actually know they're probably not actually going to look at (laughs) wow yeah that is that would be a struggle huh but I do agree that feeling heard and, and just knowing you could check your analytics if you wanted to makes you feel better, even if you never check it. It does. And, you know, it reminds me of something I learned um, early on in my in my career. So I used to do, you know, I started out doing social media um, training and consulting, and sometimes I would get frustrated if someone asked me a question that I thought was totally off topic you know maybe I'm talking about how to like optimize your content for Twitter and someone's like um I'm having trouble loading images on my website what do I do and I would be like we're not talking Uh, like obviously I would just do this in my head you know I wouldn't say it but I'm like we're not talking about that like why are you asking about that and someone gave me the advice they're like you know what if they're asking they clearly think it's a relevant question. Like, this is a question in their head. It's bothering them. They're not able to process what you're saying because they're stuck on, like, but how am I going to do this if I can't even get the images to work on my website? And that was such a great learning and such a great epiphany for me. Like, it doesn't matter what I think is important or what I think people should be asking or whatever. If they're asking it, clearly they think it's important, right? Like, that's why they're there asking it. So you just, you really have to listen to what your customers are saying and you know sometimes you have the experience to know that it's really about something else I mean I can only imagine as a professional organizer like the life stories that people want to tell you (laughs) while you're going through their stuff you know and I would imagine you just kind of have to know that's like that's part of the process yes yeah and the listening is so important because uh when you're if I'm interrupted by what doesn't feel like a relevant comment or question yeah I have learned that just listen to it Mm. and answer it and find out try to figure out how that's relevant just Mm -hmm. like you said yeah because somehow it is relevant Mm. yeah yeah and understanding sort of the question behind the question right like like you said what why does that matter more than the answer to the question Mm. yeah and I'm sure Shannon you get you have a whole lot of experience with that is in your coaching practice yeah and that's something that um uh you have to get really sort of fine-tuned to understand is how um how to figure out what someone is saying is relevant and you know a lot of times Um, I will want people to sort of talk from the top of their mind as opposed to sort of think about it logically because whatever comes out at the top of their mind is going to be the most important Mm -hmm. thing even if it doesn't um, sound that important to begin with. Um, It's interesting, like you said, Janine, how people's minds work. Um, but I, I, the idea of um, of people, you know, wanting all of these different things, you know, wanting 
you know, deep analytics, but never using them is really fascinating. I think that sort of carries over to a lot of things. Like we just want to know that we can do it, even if we never do. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, I think ties back to the perfectionism topic and that people, you know, have a lot of anxiety that they're not doing things right or that they should be doing more. Um, Cause that's another like piece of advice I give people a lot is just like, just start doing anything you know because especially if people aren't on social they get very overwhelmed by this idea of having to create so much content which is a a big reason why we created Edgar like okay you can have this body of work that you can keep repurposing and it makes things a lot easier um but you know the analytics can just be a form of procrastination of like oh well I shouldn't you know, I have to see if images or videos perform better before I know if I can create more images or more videos. It's like, just do whatever's easier for you, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And also like as small businesses, it's this fantasy that we have that we're going to get these really clear answers. And the data, when really like all of our sample sizes are too small anyway, you know, when you have your 5,000 followers, like seeing which link got more clicks is like it's not super conclusive data like this one got four and this one got two you know but we want it's it goes back to what i said right like we're we just want someone to tell us the right answer and what to do and like the data analysis can be a form of that or i would think you know in life coaching people might want to be like okay i need to make sure i've examined every way that i can solve this problem or like every angle of this before i'm allowed to just choose which path i'm going to go down when really it's like you already you already know what you want to do but you feel like you have to do this rational analysis to have permission to do that yes that's so true and that and that like wanting you know you you know your unconscious mind knows or you you know you have this intuition or this gut feeling or whatever you want to call it like you just have this sense of what the thing is that you want to be doing Mm -hmm. but then you have all of this other stuff that you um your logical mind wants to either validate that or um try to somehow make sure that that is the right thing Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah Janine do you um how do you bump up against that too with your clients oh sure absolutely I mean a lot of people uh call me in because they're um they feel like they could organize their stuff they're well enough organ you know they've got the organizing skills but the perfectionism doesn't allow them to do it because they don't know if it's the the right way to do it and um they just sometimes all i do is give permission lots of permission to people let go of things or (laughs) to set things up that way and and um they know what they they know what they want they know how to do it but something holds them back and i think it's usually perfectionism yeah that makes sense well laura what as a person who's naturally good at good enough what would you say to someone who struggles with perfectionism on and how to adopt adopt more of that um way of thinking well something i think about a lot is how when we do work either in our heads or that is not ever released to other humans which you know every entrepreneur has done a lot of whether it's like you know writing things you know writing the 
pages and email series and descriptions and everything that never get sent out or just turning those ideas over and over again in your head I or oh another one is like the like networking people are like oh well I need to like do more networking or I need to like talk to more people about my idea it feels to us like we're getting stuff done but if you ask someone else there's no evidence that anything has been done um it's the same I talk about this with social media too actually because people can spend a lot of time like reading articles on social media which is fun and which is totally the fun purpose but does not help your business in any way (laughs) so people can feel like oh well I spent like an hour on social media and it's like well reading blog posts or like you know viewing images on Instagram is not social media marketing that's just social media fun time and the way you can tell the difference is did you leave evidence because when you're marketing your business you're engaging with people with comments you know you're leaving content behind you can look at your account and you can see a trail of what's happened so I I think that's just like a good way to look at it kind of black and white if other if like someone is coming up cold do they see work being done you know do they see you know the emails going out or the projects being completed or whatever it is for your business and if that evidence isn't there then you know you haven't achieved good enough right you know you're in perfectionism land Right. That's so true. I'd sort of forgotten about that, but our brains do feel like um, even just thinking about something counts as Mm -hmm. effort towards completing it. And, you know, I can see how this happens in all different realms of life where, you know, we think it counts just thinking about what we want to do. And the idea of, you know, leaving, leaving a a trail of evidence um, to show, you know, to show that you're take you're actually taking action is is huge, and that and that really is a good way to know whether or not you're outside of perfectionism. And you see it a lot with entrepreneurs, especially um, before people start their first business, which I think is like the hardest, the hardest time. And we've all met people at conferences that are like, "Well, I haven't, you know, I haven't launched yet." but I'm, I'm working on, you know, they'll say like, I'm working on it. Like I'm going to either, I don't know what type of business I'm going to launch or I'm going to do this and I'm working on it. And you'll meet people who have been quote unquote working on it for five years, you know, I mean, 20 (laughs) years sometimes, right? Like it can, it can happen. And in their head, like they are working on it because yeah, they're thinking about it and they're going to networking events, telling people about it and whatever. But yeah, that, that evidence isn't there. Right. Right. Oh, that's so, it's so sad to to think that um, perfectionism can stymie people for so long mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and so completely. Wow. All right. Well, it has been such a pleasure to talk with you today, Laura. Thank you. And um, Janine, do you have any... Thing else you want to add? No, I feel like we've gotten just some wonderful insights. And I um, I think because we're doing this podcast about perfectionism, it seems as though I encounter a lot more perfectionists in my life than I do people who are naturally good at good enough. So that was fun to hear the, your answer to that question. <laughs> but, um, but no, I really, I, I, I love what you had to say. And I, gosh, um, I know how your ideas have led to so much success for you, Laura. So I think it's really inspirational to hear your take on perfectionism so thank you thank you 
All right. So um, we would love to hear from you, our listeners. You can um, leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. You can comment on the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com. And you'll also find links to uh, all of our social media profiles there. But for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. We started doing a coupon code um, for first month free, and the coupon code is just uh, PODCAST in all caps. Oh, okay, great. So listeners to the pod to our podcast can get the first month free with the coupon code podcast yes okay great well, that's um, awesome I know that. yeah 